the official school year is over yes. for you, right? Yes. Um, we're we're heading into summer. Yes. And we want to talk about summer learning. Some people just stop school altogether. Mm -hmm. That is not how we operate right, yeah. in this household because a big reason that we homeschool is to instill a love of learning. Mm -hmm. Not that you got to slug it out for the school year and then then you can take a big sigh of relief because it's it's all done. Right. Because learning sucks so bad. Exactly. Thank God the summer's here. <laughs> that is not what we want to teach the no. kids, right? So what we're doing is we're going to scale back on on the classroom stuff. Yeah. Um, and then focus on maybe a, f a few subjects, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, that we think that she needs either to work on or that we just um, want to push throughout the summer mm -hmm. or something that she's interested in mm -hmm. or in him. Uh, but I'll let you take over. But we had yeah. su summer learning. We're going to, we're going to kick it off. Yeah. So I wanted to start with um, just a, a a little bit on research, which you also had an article too, but I don't know if you're, at this point you're going to share it, but so the, this is what some people call this whole concept of the break in the summer of learning called the summer slide. And it's basically kids losing knowledge in reading and math more specifically over the summer. And they began to notice the summer slide around 1996 when they started to look at some testing that was getting done and actually researching it. And studies continue to show a decrease in math and reading knowledge when looking at a child's spring testing and then that following fall test scores. Um, the article that I read, I actually have two, one from Scholastic and then the other one is from an article on Capin online, and we'll put those in the show notes. And the one with the Capin, um, it's one research scientist showed in her study that between 62 to 78 percent of the students' test scores that she was researching had a loss in math and reading learning, which is significant. So it, it's it's really interesting. Um, in her article, she was trying to, <clears throat> I guess there's been articles in the past that they thought that the loss in learning, there was a, a higher rate um, in regards to so socioeconomic status. And so this article was saying not necessarily. So that's why they kind of brought out their studies was more on that focus, but I just wanted to see, like, it was still showing that there's a loss, regardless of who it is, what group it is, and there's still a loss. And so, to me, that's, like, the point. And I even remember when I worked um, in South Carolina for the school district there, they were seriously considering doing year-round learning because of this this learning gap and they didn't know how to close the learning gap with these kids coming back. And then they were spending like a certain amount of weeks just having to get these kids caught back up on things that they had already learned in spring. So, well, sure. Yeah. You have the school year and then the, the first, I'm sure I'm not a teacher, but I believe one of your sisters actually said this, mm -hmm. that as a teacher, they, they took the first month or two just to get everybody yes. back 
Mm-hmm. You know, she did say that, yeah. The in gear mm-hmm. before they were really even learning anything. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, it is, especially <laughs> with that many kids. Yeah, it's not very time efficient if you think about no. that. <laughs> no, it's not. So that's just, you know, keep that in mind in the background there. And again, like you mentioned, this is not, we're not going to be going hardcore learning. It's, it's just the goal here is to keep some some primarily math and reading involved throughout the summer, but in a fun and light way. And it's just going to keep, we'll just keep reviewing the things that they've learned. And if they want to move forward into the next grade level, I'll be open to that. But in my mind, I'm just like for math going to be reviewing at their level so that they're ready to go into the next grade. So it's good. What my thinking is that is that it's good to have some sort of routine, even if it's loose or even if it's a loose or flexible routine. It avoids boredom, it closes those learning gaps, and then like we like we're saying and these articles are saying there's an easier transition to fall. And not just for the learning gap pur- purpose, but that transition to fall in in the way that like it w- it's almost like you don't, like you said, you don't want to make it dreadful to learn. So I don't want to just start up and fall and be like, okay, school's in session. And they're like, oh my gosh, if you make it fun throughout the summer, then when you start to get back into a more heavier load, it just won't seem so difficult all around. Right. For, for me, for us as the instructors and for the the children themselves. Yeah. And and like we've said before, learning can mean a lot of things, mm-hmm. especially to us. So it doesn't necessarily mean opening like a textbook or, you know, math. We have certain books that we use and they'll just go in there for, you know, 15 minutes and do some yeah. problems. Yep. But learning means a lot of things mm-hmm. to us, which, uh, you know, could be like, oh, we always say going down the rabbit holes of something mm-hmm. that they're interested in. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, our daughter just came down while we were doing this. I had to, had to hit the pause button, but she wants to make some homemade bread. And uh, she asked if she could get online and Google what yeast actually was, because we've discussed it before, and it still boggles in her mind that we're dumping <laughs> something live live into <laughs> into the bread. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we said she had to wait, obviously, till um, we're done. Till we're done. Yeah. But uh, you know, she she's interested in learning, which I think that's has to do a lot with our homeschooling. I think so too. I I have never seen that until we started homeschooling this past year. Yeah. And then they're getting, she's getting older too, which Mm -hmm. is part of it. But I think a lot of it is that we, we instill, like I said, a love of learning. Yeah. So they're, and curiosity. Mm-hmm. And curios- curiosity is something that's really important. So she's doing that. She was in the middle of making bread and she thought to herself, <laughs> I really want to know what yeast actually is. Yeah, how awesome. <laughs> so that's, and that's what we consider learning too. So it's, yes. it doesn't, we don't have to look at it as, oh, we need to take this giant break from learning. It's, it's it can be fun. Yes, absolutely. Learning is fun. Mm-hmm. Also, still, even if we're going to be doing this quote unquote learning, still take off time for any trips. Like if you go on a trip, we probably wouldn't do, I'd probably just take off from any learning really. If we went on a trip for like a week, sure. Just because it is summer. Or even if you don't have any trips planned, especially because of how odd the summer is, then I recommend take a break every couple weeks just so you guys do feel like 
you're not doing the same thing all the time. And I think that that will be a benefit for everyone. I did take a, uh, we did kind of take a week off before heading into like our summer learning, which I think is also a good habit to do. Some people like to do that, take one or two weeks off from when they finish their school year. And then when they go into that summer learning mode. Well, that was the article you mentioned I had read. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that they said in there was, you know, the U.S. has, um, I think it says the shortest school year, uh, <laughs> but all these other countries that do year-round learning, like uh, they said South Korea, Japan, Australia, that it's the benefit to it is that they have more breaks throughout the year. They just don't take the big gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the kids don't get as burnt out. Yep. Which is what a lot of homeschoolers do. Yes. Right? They, a lot of homeschoolers don't just completely stop learning Mm-mm. from the end of their, you know, I'm doing air quotes, school yeah. year to, uh, you know, throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. It's just they might, they might just, um, you know, shorten it up a little bit, like the school days or just not have it as quite as routine. Yeah, I think they scale back some during and the Scale summer. back, mm-hmm. but you're still learning and the kids don't have that burnout. Yes. Right? Because yes. during the school year, too, we're, you're taking, what's your schedule every... Yeah, that's what I said last episode. We do the 36 weeks, you know, year-round, but every six, week, six weeks, we take a week off. Right. And it, it does great for avoiding burnout. So. Sure. And you don't feel like you're... You really don't feel like you're on this hardcore schedule you know (laughs) like you take a week off and then you go a couple weeks and next thing you know you're on another break and the kids did great with it they They did and i will link that uh the that article that i read it's by world atlas Mm -hmm. but um i thought that was really interesting that we were had the shortest school year yeah and i also said apparently we had year-round schooling pretty much up until world war ii and that changed because a lot of the um a lot of the students had uh, to go work in the factories. Wow. So they changed kind of like the school year up. How neat. For that. And there still are year, a lot of year-round schools in the United States. Yeah, see, and I wouldn't have thought that. But yeah, interesting article. Uh, we'll, we'll put the link in there if you guys want to read it. Yes. All right, so my recommendation is to have some sort of, I, I like to call, I, don't, I think of skeleton outline is the word that comes to mind <laughs> thinking of this, but... It's because it's kind of like a just a bare bones outline. Create a bare bones outline that is that way it doesn't feel so heavy, and it'll give you an idea of what most days will look like. So by doing that, just start off by asking yourself, "What do you want your summer to look like?" And you need to be realistic. We're not going to be floating on the pool raft all summer. <laughs> I mean, when I think of summer, that's what I want for my summer, but those days are long gone. So yes, what do you want your summer to look like? Any goals, educational or fun? If you have any goals, what are they? How can you incorporate them into this, you know, very light uh, framework for the summer? How will you continue with you time? Because you can't forget you time. That is like an ongoing everyday thing, I think. Again, not just as a homeschooling parent, but as a parent and really as a human. I think everybody needs alone time. But to me, it's definitely parents because obviously it's just they, they, 
they need a lot from us. So how are you going to incorporate that into your summer routine? And then the fourth thing I would say is um, figure out a time for planning, which I'll touch up on um, in a little bit here. So get your skeleton outline. For me, this is what mine is going to kind of look like. And again, this is also very basic because I'm going to learn as I go because this is kind of the first summer where I actually have thought about putting in some fun learning. I never thought about it before homeschooling. I was no, because we were burnt out too from yes. driving. I mean, seriously, from driving mm -hmm. all over the place, you know, nonstop every day for school. Yeah. Um, so by the time the summer came, you, you know, the par want to do parents are the same way as the kid. Mm -hmm. You're like, Oh my gosh. Okay. We're done. Yeah. Got the summer to like mm -hmm. not, not do this anymore. But because we're not burnt out mm -hmm. from the homeschooling year, it's still obviously very exhausting for you. And, but it's, it's different. It's different. I am actually excited for this. Like I'm excited to find all the things that we want to get into. And I was telling you how we, I wanted to like, make sure, you know, I pick your brain and the different ideas, which you've always been good though. Like investigating those rabbit holes. That's a big one. We're going to have way more time for that too, which is fun. Mm -hmm. So mine is going to be that I will still wake up early for my me time every morning. I mean, we already did this this past week. I was still waking up at the same time, even though we didn't have school because I need that downtime in order to function as a parent. I'll let the kids sleep in. Okay. So if there was an awkward pause, I had to hit the, I had to hit the stop button again on our recording because our daughter just came down here and, uh, mentioned that she dropped an entire roll of toilet paper into the toilet and wanted to know what to do with it. And she was holding it. So how you drop, I, I don't even, I don't even know how you drop an entire roll of toilet paper in the toilet while you're sitting on it. Does it even fit? There's not even enough space for that. I was trying. I didn't even want to ask because I mean, she would have been here longer. But I'm like, what? What? Does she know there's a toilet paper shortage around here? Can be dropping whole rolls of toilet paper in there. She, I was like, and please go wash your hands. At first, I told her to take a hair dryer to it, dry it out, and reuse it. Nita said no. I'm just I'm kidding. I, didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. People don't know you. They might believe. They might believe that. That's true. So where were we? I said we're letting the kids sleep in, and by sleeping in, that's only. I swear it's only like 20 minutes longer. Yeah, they don't sleep in. No. I feel like we just have to keep waking up earlier. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Somebody today <clears throat> had mentioned that. I'm sorry, real quick, not to mention that she's in the middle of baking bread, which we mentioned before, <laughs> so she better be washing her hands. That's right. They're washing. <laughs> I just thought of that. She's baking her bread for dinner, and she's holding a roll of toilet paper that came out of the toilet. I think mm. the listeners already put all this together before <laughs> If we were a restaurant, <laughs> would have been shut down. <laughs> Anyway, oh gosh. So, yeah, one somebody that I that I follow and talk with on Instagram. And if, <laughs> no, if we're not, 
And if we can't do a, a, a show next week, it's because we all got dysentery. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, anyway, she said that um, she will, you know, a celebration for the last day of school will let the kids um, stay up late and sleep in. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll try to stay up late. But uh, the sleeping in part, I wish I knew what that was about. Like, definitely don't have that option. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, so the next thing that we do is that we will continue to do over the summer is breakfast as a family with prayer. And I was just going to leave it at that. But my daughter wanted to continue uh, listening to the the religion podcast for kids that we have fought follow and she also on other days still wants to read from the saints books which is fine by me so i'm letting them lead that part because i'm not making anything mandatory and poetry tea time didn't they say they still want to do that yes i'm glad you mentioned that i didn't write that in here but yes poetry tea time is still gonna do, we're still gonna do it once a week for sure i have a feeling it's just because you give them treats for it but whatever whatever works people <laughs> whatever works <laughs> Uh, math, of course, we're going to do right after breakfast. And like you said, I would like to just keep it to definitely for the little guy, 15 minutes. Our daughter, I would like to try to stick it to only 15 to 20 minutes. Then reading, I want both of them to continue in independent reading, except I'll be more loose in letting them pick out the books that they want to read as opposed to you know, overseeing it so much. I want them to feel like that's maybe the uh, more fun part of summer is that they get to choose what they read. Well, I think so. When I was growing up, I always, I read a ton during the summer yeah. and uh, I always felt like there were certain books that were summer books. Yes. And mostly those were like adventure books. Yeah. You know, so um, she'd already read this one, but um, one of the books that I thought was a great summer book was um, because of Win Dixie. Yeah. So she'd read that before, mm -hmm. but it's been a little while. Did she read it or did you read it to her? Both. Okay. But no, remember she she read a lot of that herself. That's right. But then we I'd read some at night to her. But uh, mm -hmm. I feel like that was just a great summer book. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of it's a kids adventure book basically, and uh, there's a, a really good movie that goes along with mm -hmm. it. So that'd be a really cool summer book. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there's, to me, there's certain books that go along with Well, summer, like we were so. saying in the car yesterday, like Huckleberry Finn and uh, the movie that they're watching. Oh, so yeah, they watched uh, on a ride, a ride out to the camper the other day was uh, My Side of the Mountain. Mm -hmm. And it's an old mo older movie, but uh, it's a good movie and, uh, and a book. So it's really cool about a kid that goes up into the mountains and learns how to, you know, hunt and fish and you know, take care of himself, start mm -hmm. fires. And they really got into it. And as soon as we got home, they went outside and went to the backyard and started pretending that they were, they were up in the mountains yep. in survival mode. Uh -huh. But uh, so that was cool. Yeah. But yeah. So reading list, I, I feel like there's this specific reading list for summer. There so, is some really fun books. Maybe we should have to, maybe we should try to make one up and make post up. it. Like uh, what we think would be good summer reading. A list? A list? Yeah. Sure. Of adventure books. Yeah. We'll see where we can get with that one. And then if we do, we want to continue with the read alouds, of course, throughout the summer. And that will be at any point in day. At this point, seeing how last week went so far, 
read aloud for us has played out to be um, mainly at night still. So if we don't do read aloud during the day because we're just having so much fun with a bunch of other stuff, we, we always have read aloud before bed for sure. Then I want to make sure once we hit those that it would go into any fun activities and I'm, I'm going to list off a bunch of fun activities to hopefully give you guys some great ideas, but we'll pick and choose fun activities to do throughout the week and you can rotate where one day of the week, maybe it's a field trip or a visit to a park. The field trips are probably going to be very limited this summer, unfortunately, but if you are in an area and you are completely fine with that, you can go visit places. Uh, or like I said, visiting parks to me can be a field trip or um, historical sites that are outside, you know, where you don't have to worry about crowds or anything. Another day could be where you make it the science day, uh, science experiment day. Another day can be for cooking or baking day and reviewing cooking lessons with your kids or watching videos on that or, or maybe put them in charge of a meal each week. Which we were hoping that uh, your sister Nina yes. might put together a kid's cooking video. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk to her about that. So She's going to listen to this yes. and we haven't even told we her. We haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> It's our great idea for but her. But she's so good at it, and um, I think she'd, she'd be make an awesome like kids' cooking video. She would. The way she, she sets them up and um, makes it really simple. Yes. So, yeah, hopefully we can have one of those posted here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm confident that she summer. won't deny us of that because she actually has a joy in that. She does really enjoy that. And, and while we're talking about the kids' cooking at least once a week, you could make it, again, fun learning by having them write out the ingredients. They can either take charge of the cooking, like our nine-year-old would probably be able to do most of the cooking herself, or if they're younger, you help them cook it. And again, you're teaching them as you cook the different food safety things, the prepping. If they're old enough, you're teaching them how to uh, knife safety, all that. You can have them write out the menu and then have them set the table e either in a, a very nice, elegant manner or in a fun way and let them be creative and do it the way they want to. But that way, again, they, they correlate that with something really fun and exciting. So then the last of where I would put my outline for the days of our summer is lots of outdoor playtime. I mean, lots of outdoor playtime. I'd like to think, I think we all think when you think summer, you think outside. So Unless you live in Florida <laughs> and it's too hot. And it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, I was complaining this week I'm when kidding. we hit 82. The I only thing about nothing. Florida, you have to be by the water. Yes. If you're by the water. It's great. If you, if you're not by the water, it is tough to be outside. Um, which you've mentioned before yeah. <laughs> in other episodes because we just yes. moved from there not too long ago. But I know all your family calls like, hey, what are you guys doing? Are you outside today? Like, nope. <laughs> Inside an air-conditioned room. Yeah, they, they barely, if they do, they say it has to be like first thing in the morning or in the evening because mm -hmm. it, it, they, all my sisters tell me it's just too hot. But, uh, okay, so now that we, I've shared what our outline will look like and hopefully that'll get your 
the juices flowing and what you want to create as a skeleton outline for your summers. So now we'll share some fun learning ideas on things that you can do with your kids throughout the summer. All right, so we'll start off with an email that we got, right, from Upgrade Points. Yeah, it's a website called Upgrade Points. They uh, had reached out to us because we had mentioned uh, in a past episode some virtual tours of museums yes. that people could go to. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently they went through and, and um, I think I said what, 75 museums? 50. 50, sorry. Mm -hmm. 50 museums they went through and, and set up virtual tours. Yeah. And we went through and it was really cool. So yes. uh, they reached out, asked us if we could put it um, into our, our past episode, but we said, hey, we'll, uh, we're going to go ahead and put it into our newest episode. So we appreciate them reaching out to us, and, and it's a really cool uh, free, free thing you can use. They also had uh, national, national parks. parks on there, too, yeah. that they, have, they had something set up. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the website, you go to... Uh, Guides and Resources... Yes and then travel guides, and then you'll see the headliners of those uh, articles, 50 best museum tours, and then the National Parks virtual tours. Yes. We'll put that in the show notes. Yep. So we thank the them for reaching out to us. All right, we already talked about investigative learning, making the time during the summer to go down those rabbit holes of whatever your kids' passions and hobbies are. This is the perfect time to embellish on them during the summer. Our daughter, it's going to be baking. She'll just, I feel like, continue with that. Our son, anything and everything, really. He's he's very good about asking questions all the time. But I feel like a lot of it is pointing to the outdoor stuff. So we'll focus on those passions and hobbies. Science fun. Lots of science fun. These are a few things that I felt like would be some good ideas that you could look into it, and if you don't already have it, you can, there's always Amazon. Snap circuits. They're electronic exploration kits where you can learn things like how electricity and magnetism work, which is really neat. I showed you, I was telling you about them the other day. I thought that they were only like $60, but I actually did find ones that weren't so elaborate and they were like 30 bucks on Amazon. So if you have a kid that's into that, uh, look into that. <laughs> Straws Constructor. Do you remember seeing that at the science fair we went to? I think so, yeah. It was huge. They That was at the, the STEM fair at the college. And it was in the back room that we completely missed. And I was so upset. And we saw it as we were walking out. But they had, I swear, like half the room set up with these straws that built this giant thing and it's there it's like legos but in straw form and you can construct different things from them then there's making a volcano our son loved that we did that over this past winter actually because we were studying mount st helen for our mountain and volcano study and so we made a volcano and you're supposed to make the base from, so you get like a, <clears throat> excuse me, like a jar or a vase, and then you pack all, you're supposed to pack all this sand around it 
so it kind of takes the form and look of a volcano. Well, we were in the dead of winter, so I got creative and I packed a bunch of snow around it and it actually ended up looking really cool. <laughs> and you basically use, I think something like vinegar and baking soda mix and it eventually explodes like a, or erupts like a volcano. And he loved it so much that when we were going over our, what do you want to do this summer? Like, what do you want to learn about list? Cause I asked the kids, he said he wants to do another volcano. So we'll definitely be doing that, except it won't be snow now. This time we'll probably just do it with soil. <laughs> But by making the volcano, then you can, again, bring tie learning into it by reading about volcanoes, watching videos on them. There's plenty of movies out there. Another one is fossil dig kits. We've had that in the past. So if you have any kids that, who are dinosaur lovers, you can purchase one of those. And of course, there are plenty of ways to extend learning with dinosaurs and fossils. The marble run set. That's one that we still haven't gotten ever since the science fair. Remember, that's what you and uh, Santo played with most mm -hmm. of the time was a marble run set. I think even our daughter sat with you for a bit, too. So you just build the, one of those big, like, I don't even know what the name of that would be, like different ramps, a track, I guess, right? And, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just a, a system for the... To, for the marble to run down but but you have to figure out it. what angle you mm -hmm. need to put it at for it to work which is a great again it's good for the kids learning you can purchase a pocket mi microscope to take <clears throat> wherever you explore i actually heard this idea on one of the podcasts i was listening to called learning outside the lines and she says that she purchased a pocket pocket microscope a couple of years ago and it's like the kids favorite thing and it's only like $14 on Amazon, which is awesome. So, experiments. I did come across an awesome website called Mommy Poppins, and she has a page with 64 easy science experiments for kids at home. I'm going to link that in the show notes because that was my, I was stuck. Like I knew I wanted to do all these experiments with the kids this summer. But practical ones, right? Things where we have most of the supplies. And I was like, I don't want to go and purchase a book. You know, I know that there's ways, there's so many blogs and Instagram posts nowadays. So I actually did find this one article and I started to go through them and they were, they, they looked like very practical, fun ones that you can do definitely from your home. So we'll link that and hopefully that'll help you guys out as well. Depending on where you live, you can check um, for local summer camps and classes. So in Northeast Ohio, they're actually offering both virtual and in-person camps. I didn't think there'd be any in-person camps, but there are. So make sure to check your local area, but we do have the option at least this year to have, um, to be able to do it virtually a summer camp. A lot of them are STEM and STEAM camps too, so. Continue with nature learning. So get things like binoculars, or you can do a craft and make your own binoculars. Usually that's good for like the preschoolers and toddlers. Bug kits, magnifying glass, bug nets, rock painting, which we do have a kit for that. I actually found in um, one of my, I think it's my Better Homes and Garden magazine, they gave me the idea to do 
rock painting and then you can use that as like napkin holders for your outdoor seating which I thought was really nice because we eat dinner outside every night now so and there is always that issue with the wind blowing away our napkins so you can have your kids make those little napkin holders for you and it's a fun way for them to get involved nature scavenger hunts our kids did that one too this spring and they love that you can make a terrarium build bird feeders and houses gardening is always there's always a lot of learning with that and this is a great time to do that uh, there's I'll, I found another website that I will link which is called little bins for little hands and she has on one of her articles she has an article on 25 nature ideas if you basically if you have any chance at all to take learning outside do so so even if when we have like breakfast with um with prayers in the morning and math and reading we'll try to go outside to do it as i'm watching this bird are they destroying your garden <laughs> no. that's what i'm looking at right now <laughs> no i'm i'm actually looking at the kids with with luggage packed walking into the backyard i think they're back in that movie mode again yeah my side of the mountain <laughs> definitely using their imagination yeah no, look at this bird <laughs> What do you? Uh, oh, wow! He just took something out of the garden. For the was, nest. Yes, he just took a giant <laughs> piece of root or something for his nest that happens to be uh, smashed behind one of our lights. On oh our house, yeah, huh? that's the second light now that we've got a nest being built. They love our house. <laughs> and water play. Okay, water play is a saving grace, I think, in summer. They will spend most of the afternoons with water play. So you have your first half of the day with that skeleton outline. And then the second half of the day, I feel like should just be water play, especially if you have the weather. This can basically look like if you have a pool in your backyard, that's great. Then you already know what it's like to have that convenience right there. Uh, if you have a pool membership going there every afternoon, you know, you take your lunch with you or maybe you eat your lunch and then go uh, inflatable pools. That's what we have. That, that's just been wonderful already for the kids. I mean, it's just enough for them at that age. It is. The age they're at right now. Yeah, they still enjoy it. And they can't really like swim in it, but they're jumping in it. They're slipping, sliding in it. I mean, they get creative. Putting dirt in it. Mm. You know, things like that. <laughs> they got the broom the other day and we're putting scrubbing my the broom. broom in it. My <laughs> chairs in it. All sorts of fun things uh -huh. that I have to deal with later. <laughs> uh, for your little ones, of course, baby pools work wonders. Uh, lots of people also use it for their dogs. Sprinkler, water table, anything really. Just include it into your daily routine and you'll be golden because it's a great way for them to cool off and a great way for them to get the energy out. And that is the goal in summer is to just enjoy it, be outside, but also spend all that energy. So at the end of the day, maybe you can have like a nice family movie night and be like, ah, done, <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Next for ideas would be crafts, and that can be paint, water crayons. Oh, our son, with your idea, 
has been obsessed now with using parchment paper for tracing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he Genius. Kept, he kept wanting to draw Maui mm-hmm. off that movie. And uh, so he, he tried... He tried putting a piece of paper over it, it wouldn't work, but if you just take, if you have parchment paper like in your kitchen, you can just put that over something and then they can use that to trace. Yeah, and he's been loving it. We and have no more parchment paper nope. anymore, but he's been enjoying himself. <laughs> yes, and Aldi doesn't sell it. So it looks like I have to look at Amazon or something again. <laughs> Outdoor chalk, it's always a win for us out in the driveway. Uh, eating popsicles over the summer is something that you could always think about when you correlate summertime. And so eat your popsicle and then save the popsicle sticks and do a craft with it. You say that, which I find Uh, funny because we don't even buy popsicles. (laughs) That's right. That doesn't work for us. It doesn't. Um, but we, uh, part of the fun for the kids is we make homemade popsicles. Yeah. So we buy just like the little bins and, and they get to the kind of decide what juice you put in there mm-hmm. and we just make, you know, fresh homemade popsicles. Yeah, it way really better. is better. You're right. Oh, there was, I, I, I can barely eat a regular popsicle anymore because you get used to the, those homemade ones mm-hmm. and then the, other, the other ones just taste weird. They do. You're taste right. fake. They do. But if you do still have the taste fake popsicles at home, <laughs> you can use your popsicles. Or you can probably buy a bag of popsicle sticks for like 50 cents. <laughs> Which is what I actually did. I mean, it just prefers to eat through a box of popsicles to get like five popsicle sticks. We need these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have to eat them all. <laughs> need them for a craft. It's a parental sacrifice right there. <laughs> All right. When we talked about uh, read, read aloud, I forgot to mention, of course, that continue with the audiobooks. This is a great time for that, especially if you're in, on car trips this summer. Put those audiobooks on and podcasts for the kids. Our library, check your local library, but our library is still doing a summer reading program. And so, obviously, most of it's going to be virtual. And then we, they are starting to open up our libraries with curbside pickup. So you can at least request what you would like to check out. And then when it's your turn, they'll let you know and they'll call you and have you come and pick them up at the curbside. So let's check and see if yours is doing that. Or there is Scholastic does the Rita Palooza every summer. I'm going to link that into the show notes. We just started to try to figure that one out today with our daughter. And it's great because it's going to help encourage them. They make it very fun in earning like online points every time, as long as you're reading every day. So it's not even any more logging minutes. This year they're doing it where reading streaks like See if you can read at least 15 to 20 minutes every day. And then you keep track of that, of that through their Read-A-Palooza program. And then the kids can like earn stuff online as far as I think like points and like what they can do with their avatar and games. They, it looks like as far as book, like eBooks, I think that they're only doing like two free eBooks at a time. So if that's what you're looking for, you'll have to use other things like Audible. Audible right now is um, doing, you can access them for free. They said 
their statement is, what is it? Like, as long as the schools are closed, we will be offering this for free. That's what they say. <laughs> Except how long do schools Yeah, and how long are they willing to give out free books, but use it while it lasts. Yes, use it while it lasts. It's a great resource. Or like we have mentioned in other podcasts before, other episodes, that your local library, most of them now have it where you can check out ebooks for the same thing. It's free and you just do it online. Pick a family read aloud book that you can tie to the real world to help stimulate interest. So we already talked about like some of the one, like even just the because of one Dixie and then my side of the mountain. If we can find the book, cause we don't own the book, which I think would be good since they're really into that movie. Um, but it's already they're in our back property here, tying that, that, that storyline to their world, you know, but we've done this before. And, and in the scholastic article I was reading, they actually gave a recommendation that, I want to try and it's uh, to read it's called hidden figures and it's the true story about four black female mathematicians who helped NASA launch astronauts into space. I don't know anything about that story, which I was really interested in. And then they suggest like, like while you're reading it or when you're done to then go visit a planetarium. And again, they're making that connection. So Mm -hmm. if you can make a list, maybe of some books that you'd want to do as a family and then how, how are ways you can tie it to the real world to make it fun. And then even like when you're done with the book, make like a, a celebration night where maybe the, the dinner, that theme will go along with different parts of that book to make it exciting. For us, our kids are in 4-H, so summertime also equals working on 4-H projects. So if your kid is into that, they'll be working on that this summer. Games, board games, puzzles, outdoor games. Outdoor games, of course, is like, you know, it's even as much as I feel like bocce ball and baseball and soccer and football and any other games you can do outside, but continue with those. Then another suggestion that I had heard from homeschooling and loving it was if you have little ones like preschoolers, you can create centers throughout your home in the summertime. And so she would set up like an art center and, and, and that's just centers. Basically it's like finding a little table or a little corner in different parts of your home and already having all the supplies needed for that activity. And, and there you have it, there's your center. And then the kids can like rotate through them. And it again, helps prevent boredom and stimulates the creativity and, and, helps with your days. So she did like an art center, a music center, nature center, science center, and uh, even like different sensory bins, which we talked about that in busy bins in our toddler series, which you can go back to that and listen to that if you haven't, or uh, check out the different websites I had recommended for toddlers on the show notes in those. And I did want to say that we follow several Instagram mamas with so many wonderful, fun activity ideas. So I'm going to link the different ones that we follow on Instagram. And they have ideas like letter craft fun. So if you have the kids that are learning their different letters, one of them has like a, a craft for every letter of the alphabet on her post. Then you have ideas 
for art with nature, and it's like using twigs and leaves and and flowers to actually make a piece of artwork. Uh, how to make washable paint, different ideas for building fun, which is like whether it's like with the straw connectors or with those um, magnets that our kids have. I don't know what the right name is, but they're magnets and you can build with them. There's just so much. So I'm going to put their Instagrams on our show notes so that maybe you can start following them and, and really you could follow you could follow each idea like an idea every day and you'd probably have your summer set because they're on there every day posting a new idea. We're going to continue with our chore list, right? That won't stop and that's oh, yeah. on the fridge. So they'll keep up with that over the summer. And then this was the part that I was talking about, like making sure when you're creating your outline for, for the summertime that to also make sure you have time for planning. So use the summer to research those programs and activities that you've been wondering about all year. Wondering, there you go. not wondering, <laughs> <laughs> wondering about throughout the school year and you just never had time. Like... I really want to dig deeper into Brave Rider. I, I know about it. I've listened to some of her webinars, and I, but I don't know enough about it yet to pull the trigger on purchasing something. So I'm going to take the summer to research to see if that's what I want. If I want to use Brave Rider for her, or the other one is IEW. I'm very interested in that program too. So I'm going to take the summer to research those two programs. Take the summer to prepare for next school year. Of course, this is a perfect time to try not to wait till the end of the summer to start planning, but do it throughout the summer. So there was another pause there. I had to stop the recording because our kids just burst into the room and told us they were going to sleep outside in a tent for the next three days. <laughs> the next three days. <laughs> I'm tempted to let them. I have to think about that one. That might be a good idea. I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, we need to keep an eye on them, but... Three, day, three days all to ourselves. <laughs> Whatever will we do? We <laughs> <laughs> were like all like wide-eyed staring at us like, genius! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was all from that uh, My Side of the Mountain movie, yes. I'm assuming. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> they were ready to rough it for three days. I think they'd probably make it half the night. <laughs> our daughter would be the one to make yeah, it half our the son night. Would probably, our son would be just fine, I'm sure. Yeah, he did. You guys did... Uh, you guys camped out in our backyard, like, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And he wanted to keep doing it. Yeah, he was good. He, I think he wanted to live out there. Yes. But uh, I think you're the one that didn't get sleep. Yeah. <laughs> a little That's, rough there. Well, you know, he's tossing and turning all night. Um, but, yeah, that was interruption number five. Go for it. Go ahead. Finish up. We are almost to the almost end. Almost there. <laughs> okay. Professional development. This is a great time to find ways to be inspired and recharge through books, blogs, podcasts. I'm going to highlight that again. Podcasts. Specifically this one. Yes. <laughs> Webinars or conferences. They are, I think there are still going to be some homeschool conventions, conferences, whatever you want to call them. Where, where do you find the ones that you go to that you've online? The webinars? Yeah. Because I'm sure that'd be nice for some of you to be able to go to a. So a I'm trying to link. think. In the past, it's I think because I've I have 
signed up for certain companies' email lists, and that's how I'm finding out, or through their Facebooks. So, like when Sarah McKenzie's Read Aloud Revival, if she ever has a webinar going on, you get notified as long as you've signed up for her emails, or you can follow them on Facebook. Same with Brave Writer, I've been attending those. Um, because of, I had signed up for some sort of free thing resource she had, and then she emails anybody on the email list. Hey, we've got this free webinar coming up, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one of those things that you just kind of had to start signing up for. I, I just searched for different homeschool groups. And, and then from there, it's again, it's like a rabbit hole. You just they open up. Well, maybe know. we can put put a link a or look, two yeah. uh, as we go to mm-hmm. some of the ones that you attend. Yeah, and there were some big conventions that were supposed to happen over the spring, but they were all canceled because of the COVID. And But I'm beginning to hear that there may be some that will happen at the end of summer or early fall. So um, I know that there's like the great homeschool convention is one of them, but there's another. So if I, I, that might be a good idea, maybe I can put together a, a list of those and people can start being on the lookout for them. So I'm going to wrap it up with, remember the ultimate goal here is to have fun with it. If this is creating stress, step back and see what needs to change. The the summer should not equal stress. Like you're doing something wrong if it's becoming stressful. Then you really need to scale it way back if that's happening. And and then maybe it just, just needs to be like not much of a routine if you think the routine is stressing you out. But for us, our kids actually thrive off structure, I feel like. And so we have to have some sort of structure happening. Let your kids guide you with their interest. And remember, moments of boredom are good because it stirs creativity. And that's, that's true. Yeah. And that's our dog. And we're going to end it with our barking dog. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. interruption number six. I think we're good. I'll tap out. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Homeschool Project Podcast. Yep. And join us next time on episode number 27. Ooh, getting right? up there. Yeah. As long as we don't have dysentery. Yes. After our bread our bread and soup tonight. Here's open. Here's open. All right. Everybody have a great night or day wherever you are. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy the summer. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Project Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or suggestions that we can discuss on the show, send us an email at thehomeschoolprojectpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone.